man, look around, I see so many friendly faces. This is so good. Who knows that life is so sweet when it's done in community, right? Life is so sweet when it's with people that you love. And I mean, Pastor Harley and Pastor Nell, I just want to honor you guys. I, I wouldn't be who I am. I wouldn't be walking in the path I'm in if it wasn't for your vision and, and, and what you've sown into Aaron myself. So we just honor you. Can we honor our pastors here today? And um, life is sweet in community. When Emma and I, when we first came to Sydney about three years ago, um, we, we drove our car across Australia and we rocked up at my grandma, my auntie and my uncle's house and they looked after us, they housed us while we were still searching for our own place. So I just wanna honor you guys, thank you. I wouldn't be here today, yeah, let's give them a hand. Thank you guys for coming out. Um, I, uh, as a part-time job, uh, I uh, work as a swimming teacher. So, you know, all those kids that, you know, you, you sort of tell them, kick harder, kick faster, come on, get from one platform to the next platform so they can like survive. Well, I do it for about 20 hours a week. And after, you know, 15, you get wrinkles on your fingers. After 20, you start to get soaked in chlorine. And yet it's one of the sweetest things because of the people that I do it with. And at the back is two of my bosses here today. So you guys have been a part of my life. Thank you. And C3 Silverwater, so many friends. Life is sweet in community, right? Can we just flick up a verse? It says, uh, uh, Ephesians 2, verse 10. I'm jumping ahead of my notes, but I think it will work. Uh, it says, For we are that God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. For we, we, I like this word we because because yes, purpose is individual, but it's also corporate. And my life has been blessed by the we. My life has been blessed by the family, by the workplace. My life has been blessed by this community that as people will go, you know what, I'm actually the handiwork of God. Whether, whether you have faith or not, my point is that you are the handiwork of God. And as you actually just live life and do good deeds, it's the same good deed whether you have faith or not. And God's in it. God is actually about goodness. He's also about faith, but he, He's happy with us living good in, in and of itself. And my life is blessed because I live in a, in a world where community is important and valued. Where C3 Silverwater is actually a church that values community and says, you know what, we're about, we are about the handiwork of God. C3 Silverwater is a community about the handiwork of God going, we are prepared in Silverwater beforehand. Silverwater was, was on purpose before we ever even planted a church here. Yeah, your life was on purpose before you were even took your first breath. That's what the scripture says. And so God designed that you would grow up in your family. God designed you'd actually come to this church and we are the handiwork of God. Yeah, you guys can I'm hold you up. Just standing, you're sitting. You can take a seat here today. I love, I love that God is so close to us. Uh, so you know, tonight, I'm, I'm so humble that I get to serve you with the Word here tonight. And we're in a series called On Purpose, Next Step. It's a, a preparation for the Next Step Pathway, which we're going to launch in September. And uh, it's our heart as a church is that you would grow in the things of God, is that you would actually take your next step and go, you know what, I'm in. I wanna, I wanna keep growing. I wanna keep, keep sharpening who I am as a person and what God's called me to do. And so we've designed this, this uh, four 
one-hour steps that will bless your world, that will help you walk from, okay, what is the church about? What is the, the vision of C3? So how can I thrive as a Christian? What is my life like as, as, as a Christian and God? What, what should I do? What are the tools I should actually work with to fulfill all that God's called me to do. And then, you know, who am I as a person? What are my gifts? What are my spiritual gifts? What, are, what is my personality? What, am I, uh, what am I gifted in? And then how can I put that to a calling that God's called me to? How can I outwork that? So after each Sunday in September, there's gonna be a, a, a one hour step Then would love you to come along. You'll find out more information about it. It's a simple and clear pathway to help you grow, Yeah. So tonight we're going to work through a short passage. Second Peter is what we're going to work through. Not the whole book, but a short passage in it. And um, we're just going to unpack it, see what God's got to say. And I believe it's going to bless your soul. If you're taking notes, you can title the message verse 5. And for all the curious people, you're going to be now searching through Second Peter, for all the verses 5. But I'd implore you just to come on the journey, just enjoy it. Just say, you know what, I'll get there when I get there. Yeah. So, let's, uh, from the scripture earlier, Ephesians 2, we know that God has purposed us before we ever even stepped into it. God has actually designed and created you. He's handcrafted you so that you could be all that He's called you to be. Whether we choose to walk in that or not, that's, that's our choice. We have to respond to it, but it's, it's God has actually purposed it beforehand. And then we get to 2 Peter. And 2 Peter, we're gonna go to chapter number one, and we'll start with verse three. And it says, in the message translation, it says, everything that goes into a life of pleasing God has been miraculously given to us by getting to know personally and intimately the one who invited us to God. That the one who invited us to God, that's Jesus. So by getting to know personally and intimately Jesus, you're actually miraculously empowered to be able to live this purpose life. So it's like God has created this purpose for you and then He said, you know what, I'm not gonna leave it there. I'm not just gonna try and, you know, some will reach it, some won't. He's actually said, no, no, but if you're in Christ, then I'll empower you to be able to do it. It's like, yeah. Uh, I'm not just gonna tell you what you need to do. I'm gonna give you the skills and the talents and the ability to be able to do it as well. There's purpose and empowerment. I love that, that God doesn't leave us hanging. You know, you'll get out one day, you know. You can jump through that hoop when you, when you do it. No, He says, I'm gonna empower you to do it. We are purposed and we're empowered. It merely requires us to respond to Jesus' invitation. I love that. That it's, it's still, God leaves it in our hands, whether we choose, whether you choose to say, you know what, I'm gonna step in. I'm gonna walk into that life that I want. I'm actually gonna get off my place I was to where I'm gonna be, you know, rather than just going, yeah, maybe someday I might look at it. But no, make the choice and say, I'm gonna receive that invitation, Yeah. You've only got one life to live. <laughs> Let's make it count. Verse four, see, but wait, there's more. I love this. Verse four, it says there, we were also given absolutely terrific promises to pass on to you. Your tickets to participation in the life of God after you turned your back on a world corrupted by lust. Here he says, not only have I purposed you, not only have I empowered you, 
but I've given you some promises that when you do this, your life is going to be abundant. It's going to be life-filled. It's going to be purpose-filled. It's going to, you're going to wake up with like hope on the inside going, you know what? I know that my life is purposed by God and I can walk in that. I've actually got some faith in that. I've got life in that. It's not just this empty space of just like a, a, a dead-end job. God doesn't um, get you to, to live this life that's a, a dead-end job. He doesn't just purpose you for something that's boring. No, He actually handcrafted you so that your purpose would be fulfilling. Yeah? Getting so carried away and walking away from my notes. Abundant life, freedom, peace, purpose, love, all these things are the promises of God and these are the rewards of those who would but seek Him. Just before we go a little bit further, as I was preparing the message, I was praying into what, what God would you know, wanna, wanna say and He gave me a picture of a cinema and it, <laughs> it's like the movie is finished and as I could see, there's people in the seats sitting there watching the screen as the credits are rolling. They're rolling, they're rolling, they're rolling of people who've played their role in the movie. And I was wondering to myself, God, what, what does this mean? Why would you, why would you get us, why would you, people still be sitting in the cinema? I mean, no one wants to watch the credits. I mean, that's not the deal. Unless there's like a blooper end scene, unless there's like a, one of those, you know, catches at the end that some people like to hang around for. Nowadays, Aaron and I, we quickly check on Google or whatever. Is there an end scene, you know? Because, you know, I don't want to wait just to be disappointed, you know? But uh, God put on my heart to say that there is no end scene. Now's the time for action. Now's the time that we would get up and actually take our next step. The movie's finished. The movie's done. You've actually got all that you need. There are people that are sitting on your seat going, you know what, uh, I don't know if I've got enough faith to be able to take my next step. I don't know if fear, it's a little bit scary. I don't know if, there's, if I've got enough assurances. I don't know if I've got enough understanding. I don't know if I've got the right answers. I don't, I don't know all these things. But you know what, God says, do it anyway. I've actually empowered you to do it. Does that make sense? He, he says, you know what? It's not about you. It's about me empowering you to do it. So don't be sitting back here going, oh, but the credits, gee, that person, he, that was a tough gig that he did. Oh, gee, that was a tough life that he lived. God, I don't know if I could do all that. And God said, no, but I've called you to, to live it out and do it anyway, whether you've got all the faith or not. I mean, that's Emma and my story. That's what we do. We, we're in Perth. And God put on my heart, you, you gotta go. I've got purpose for you in Sydney. I've got life for you in Sydney. It's, it's good that you would leave. And I'm going, but God, haven't you seen how expensive Sydney is? I mean, it's not cheap. Haven't you seen like, we've got good jobs. We've got family. God, don't you consider all these things? But when faith and purpose fill your heart, you're gonna be captivated by something that's actually bigger than any circumstances there. You're gonna go, you know, I actually gotta go. I gotta go. And it was such a driving force inside of me. We were like, babe, we gotta go. When we got to Sydney, man, I didn't have it all figured out. I didn't, I didn't have all the answers. But I've seen God time and time and time again come through every step of the way. Man, we, we, I highlighted people who in my community who have blessed 
my life. I didn't have that all figured out. I didn't write them letters like beforehand and go, okay, this is how long it's going to take me to get an apartment. Would you look after, you know, this is the work that I'm going to be doing. Can you just be kind to me in that, in that work? You know, I didn't, I didn't write these all beforehand, but in, in stepping on what God's called me to do, in taking that step of faith and getting up out of a place of, I don't know, I don't have all the answers, I'm a little bit scared, and doing it anyway, going, I'm going to live a life of purpose for God. I've just seen Him come through. He's provided everything that I need. He's blessed me over and abundantly. When we needed a car, He just blessed us with a car, and that was through community. I mean, I wouldn't want it any other way. Once you've tasted purpose, once you've tasted waking up every day with like a beating heart that says, God, I'm, I'm alive, I'm living, and I'm living for a reason that's greater than myself. You don't want to live any other way. It's just not enough. It's just everything else seems empty and tasteless. And it's like once you've had steak, you don't want to go back to like minced meat. Steak, man. For all the vegetarians and vegans out there, you can, once you've tasted, you know, maybe roasted mushrooms, you don't want to go back to... <laughs> broccoli or something but hey see here's this picture that I had and, and God's saying look it's time it's time that we get up do it anyway guys get growing grow for a purpose it's worth it it's worth it and now verse 5 I know you've been hanging out for it basically this says what I've just been saying so don't lose a minute in building on what you've actually already been given don't lose a minute this is Peter writing like 2,000 years ago he's already telling his people to do it he beat me to the punchline I mean here he is 2,000 years ago say already start it start building go for it you've been empowered do it you know I love that he's not forward he sorry he's not uh, like just going you know do it if you like it but if you don't see how it goes no he's like this is your time this is your place this is your moment the history is waiting for you to do something in it I mean we can go through history and talk about people who've done incredible things that like St. Peter disciple of Jesus and church father Paul the apostle ministered to the Gentiles then there was Tertullian one of the fathers of the Christian apologetics there was Emperor Constantine who stopped the persecution of the early church throughout the Roman Empire. John Calvin, one of the greatest theologians of all time. Athanasius, he helped shape the New Testament and solidify the theology of the Trinity. There was uh, Martin Luther, the father of the Reformation, translating the Bible from uh, Latin into German so that the average person could read the Word of God. Mother Teresa serving the poorest of the poor with dignity and love. There's William Wilberforce who led the abolition of slavery in the Western world. There's Martin Luther King Jr. who fought for equal rights for African Americans across the United States. There's Billy Graham, one of the greatest preachers and evangelists of all time. I mean, these are people I can see the credits rolling. There, There's their name, there's their name, what they've done, there's their name, what they've done. But they're not sitting in the cinema anymore. They've actually been actually getting up and going, I'm going to go and do it. And sometimes we don't know what it's going to be written there you don't know what God's going to write on the credit line for your life but what you do know is that God has empowered you to do it so whatever it says you're going to be able to do it because he's given you the ability to do it even today I see Pastor Hartley and Pastor Natalie mother and father I see them as uh, you know pastors at C3 Silverwater ministers into a Syrian refugees who needed to 
family and community. I see Jason and Maria, I see people who are like faithful in their, their service unto God, saying, you know, I'm gonna run a connect group with, the, with my full heart involved. I wanna pastor the, the, the least, the, the people who need to be pastored. I, I, I see Hannah Jones, wow, she's doing ministry through a workplace, helping people who are, you know, dealing with, with all kinds of issues in their head. And she's saying, you know, I'm gonna bring light and joy into those places and running a connect group as well. There's, there's Rose and Dorian, pastors in the church and father and mother to little Shiloh. I mean, there's all these credit lines rolling and rolling and rolling. And, and I don't know what it's gonna be for you, but I do know that Monty, God's got something for you. I do know that, that God is in the business of saying, you know what, I've created a purpose for you. I handcrafted you to be able to do it and I've empowered you to be able to do it. Isn't that God good that he doesn't just say, hey, jump and see if you make it? He says, I'm gonna help you do it. God is good. God is so good. I love the fact that we can go on an adventure with God. Part of Emma and myself leaving Perth was, we said, we looked at each other, you know what? I wanna live a life of adventure. I actually wanna wake up in the morning, maybe not knowing where I'm gonna be in 10 years time, but knowing that there's adventure in, in life and there's something inside of us that we're just gonna experience all that God's got for us. And I think that if you could just grasp a hold of, you know what, I'm not gonna sit back and relax and just plan out my whole life in, in my way, but actually just give it unto God and say, here's two hands, let me do what you call me to do. God will shape it and take it and mold it and make it into the most wonderful adventure you've ever thought of. That's a testimony of us. I, I, I never thought that I'd be preaching here, but I tell you what, I came in and said, you know what, how can I help? And we start with wiping windows, doing, um, uh, oh gee, I can't even remember where I started. Probably on a welcome team, welcoming people. But it's, what it is, is it's two hands that are open before God and open before the community that I'm in. How can I serve? How can I be a part of this place? And when we give ourselves unto that place, and we, when we actually say, God, this is, this is my life to give unto you, as an act of, of worship unto you, my Monday through to Sunday is worship unto you and every breath that I take, when we live a life like that, God will take you and He will sharpen your skills and then He'll combine it with opportunity and then He'll combine it with a broken heart and these three things are gonna come, like collide together to make you fulfilled in what God's called you to do skills, opportunities, and a broken heart. God will intersect them together and it'll create the most magical life you could ever think about. Let's get to verse six and, and to eight. It says, uh, this is Peter writing again, it says, completing your basic faith with, and then he gives this awesome list that you could basically uh, preach about forever. <laughs> Good character, spiritual understanding, alert discipline, passionate patience, reverent wonder, warm friendliness and generous love. Each dimension fitting into and developing the others. Man, you could, you could just take that home and put that in your devotion time. You just say, God, how do I, how do I get <laughs> perfect patience? Gee, can I buy it from a store? <laughs> I don't know. You know, generous love. What does that look like in my context? What does that look like and how do I mature in that? These things are, are designed by God to sharpen who you are and, and mature you into a, a better you. All that God's got for you. 
And then it goes on and it says that uh, with these qualities active and growing in life, no grass will grow under your feet. No day will pass without its reward. Without its reward, again, God is saying, look, I've got rewards for you. Rewards of maturity, rewards of life, rewards of, of love, rewards of, uh, of purpose. When you're in that place, you get rewarded because the people that you work with are, are actually happy people. They're not going to pull you down. You get rewarded because you, you, you live in a community of people that have got your back. You can call up and say, look, I'm going for a hard time. I need some prayer and someone will pray for you. Get involved in a connect group. These things, they're rewards that God's got for you. And then it says, a little bit further, it says, how do we add these into, no, that's not what it says. That's what I wrote. <laughs> how do we add, this is what I'm questioning. Ready? How do we add these into our world? How do we actually add them in? Read the Bible. Simple things. Pray. Maybe you want some more spiritual understanding. Say, you know what? I'm going to go to Bible college. I need to get grounded in the Word of God. Yeah? Get involved in a connect group. Iron sharpens iron. Hanging out with people who are like-minded and loving the things of God will sharpen who you are and grow things inside of you. It'll also help you produce patience because not every person is perfect. And patience is produced through exercising. It's like a muscle, you know, you need some resistance, yeah? That's how it sort of grows in your world. And you get those resistors, the people. Verse 9, it says, without these qualities, you can't see what's right in front of you. Oblivious that your old sinful life has been wiped off the books. I believe God has uh, designed it that we would walk forward into all that God's got for us and we'll continue going. And if we, if we stay, yes, we're saved, but, and yes, we, we have a relationship with Jesus, but we're going to be so consumed with those things that are in our world, just going around the mountain, around the mountain, around the mountain, if we don't grow. You just hit up against the same thing because you haven't strengthened yourself to be able to overcome it. It's like you're going to the gym, you're always pressing the same weight. It's like you're not growing or you're just, just one push-up, that's me done. One push-up, that's me done. No, but God would design us that we could actually get some resistance in our world. We could grow and that we, then we could accomplish so much more. Otherwise, you're gonna constantly be hitting those same battles, those same things. If your world is shaped by thinking about, oh man, the, the, the struggles of my past are always with me, then... I would say, hey, then maybe, maybe we need to let go of those things of the past and take your next step. Maybe you're so consumed in, in what's happening behind you that a, a step forward will actually focus you on what's in front of you and the things behind you will just sort of fade away in the distance. As you actually say, you know what, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get involved in a connect group. I'm gonna uh, lead a connect group. You're gonna, you're gonna not have enough time to actually worry about this other stuff. You're gonna be preparing someone to say, then you're gonna be praying for the people. Then you're gonna be actually doing the connect group. And by the end of the week, you're gonna go, gee, that was awesome connect group. What was I meant to think about back then? You know, the things of the past are gonna fade away because you're going on a mission. You're actually saying, I'm gonna, step and step and growing for a purpose and moving forward. God is alive and living. He wants you to be alive and living. He wants you to step up, hop out of the cinema and say, I'm, I'm in, I'm in. I can hear a lot of people saying, you know what, well, I love that God's got a purpose for me, but what is my purpose? You know, I don't want someone else's purpose. I want the purpose God's called for me. Yeah, I want the thing that God's got me to do. And, and Rick Warren, who's famous author, he wrote the book Purpose Driven Life. He says, the search for the purpose of life has puzzled people for thousands of years. That's because we typically 
typically begin in the wrong starting point, ourselves. We ask self-centered questions like, what do I want to be? What should I do with my life? What are my goals, my ambitions, my dreams for my future? But focusing on ourselves will never reveal our life's purpose. The Bible says it, it is God who directs the lives of His creatures. Everyone, everyone's life is in His power. We start at the wrong place. We're asking about ourselves and ourselves. And while the questions aren't bad, yes, God has got an individual purpose and plan and you are handcrafted by God. It's not a bad thing to, to ask what is mine. But I think a better question, Andy Stanley puts it, he says, a better question is to ask, who am I here for? Purpose, when you look at the definition of it, it says it's the reason for which something is done or created, for which something exists. Like a shovel, the purpose of a shovel is to actually dig the hole. The purpose of the microphone is to amplify my voice. The purpose of the shovel is not the shovel. The purpose of the microphone is not the microphone. It's something beyond itself. It's outside of itself. It's something better than it's like bigger than itself. Yeah, you become purpose means you become a means to an ends. And a lot of our society might not like the idea of being an, uh, being a means to an ends. They want to be the ends. You know, they they want to have all of it about me. It's all about me. You know that that saying, the song maybe. God has designed that we would live a life that's about uh, more than ourselves. Andy Stanley calls it the catch. He's a, a leadership guru in the church and also in the marketplace. And he calls this the catch of purpose. That living a life of purpose causes us to commit ourselves to something that's bigger than myself, that is not about myself. Purpose is right across the border from what's in it for me, yeah? <laughs> you have to let go of what's in it for me to step into purpose. Are we prepared to do that? Are we prepared to take a step and let go of all the concerns of whether I'm going to get fed, whether I'm going to do this, whether I'm going to get this? Like, yes, those things are, imp are important, but don't let it consume your world that you then become, like, uh, confined by it, trapped by it. Be free from it. That, that Do what you've got to do, but God has got a purpose in it for you. Again, walking away from these notes, Jane. <laughs> I wrote it down and said, purpose starts with serving, serving others. Therefore, purpose is found in community. You can't serve others alone. Therefore, purpose is more about who are we here for than what am I here for? And ask the, the band to come. We must shift away from my to us. We started on that, that verse about for, for we are the handiwork of God. We, this, this community sense. And, uh, and you, I think one of the most beautiful things is that when, you, when you're in the cinema and you, you get up, everybody gets up at the same time. The movie's finished. You're in a community of people as you get up and walk out of the cinema. As you get up and walk into your purpose, God has designed that you're in a community of people that are purposed as well. God has designed that you don't do it alone. Emma and I are not doing this journey from Perth to Sydney 
chasing after God alone. No, Pastor Harley and Pastor Natalie, we, we, we found them along the way. Then there's people in my work, there's my family, there's friends here. Like we do it together. We all step in it together. We go, God has actually designed the purpose is about more than just the one, more than just my individual thing. It's about me stepping into all that we are handcrafted for, all that we are purposed for. And my, I would implore you tonight that you would actually go home and look amongst your, your, your family at your table and go, who am I here for? Go to your workplace and go, who am I here for? Go to your, your, your community groups or you know, your sporting fields, who am I here for? Maybe even dare to ask the question, who are we here for? God has designed the families. God has actually got purpose upon families. And you as a family, as a unit, do it together. Emma and I, we do it together. Pastor Harley and Pastor Nally and their kids, they do it together. It's their, their mission as a family. The Taylor household is on fire for God. It's their purpose as a, as a, as a unit. A God wants to shape our world rather than looking towards ourselves. He wants to start to, us to look out and go, who am I here for? Because purpose is found on the other side of what's in it for me. Let us not wait. Let us not stand still hoping for everything to make sense. The story is finished. The movie has finished. The invitation to the life God has purposed for you with all the promises of hope, joy, peace and love, meaning has been given to you. He calls us to respond. And as we respond, He empowers us to do all that He's called us to do. Now's the time, verse five, to build. Now's the time to get up out of the cinema and say, I'm, I'm gonna step into what God's got for me. I'm not gonna wait around for all the answers to be answered. I'm just gonna pray. I finished. But I honestly believe that God wants to, this word to bear fruit in your life. I believe that God actually wants it to be like a seed that you would plant in your world that would actually bear fruit. That you would actually begin to shape your world on purpose. So I just wanna pray, if, if, if you feel God tugging on your heart saying, yeah, you, it's your time to stand up. It's your time to take that next step. It's your time to, to walk into what I've got for you. If you can feel God touching your heart, then I'd ask you just to receive this prayer tonight. To let you let yourself respond to all that God's got for you. Father God, I thank you that purposes are being unlocked in this place. I thank you that destinies are being shaped in this place. I thank you for the turning of the tides in people's worlds. I thank you for where fear has held people back, that it would be cut loose in the name of Jesus, that they would, be, they would do it scared anyway until the, the fear fades and the faith rises. I thank you, Lord God, that there's faith rising in people's hearts right now for all that God's got for their life, that they can take that next step, that they're not shaped by their past, but they can walk into all that God's got for them. I thank you, Lord God, that you're unlocking dreams, visions. I thank you that you're shaping the very steps that people walk in, that they're not confined to their old self, but they're actually stepping into all that God's got for them. I thank you, Lord God, that the future is bright, that we're gonna see names written on the credit line of people who've done incredible wonders, incredible things and acts for the, the good acts that God's purposed beforehand that we should do. I thank you that C3 Silverwater 
is a church full of people on purpose, on mission. In Jesus' name we pray.